This weekend our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined by Kevin, the only person that I know who knows more sports than I do, because I'm a sports expert. <laughs> so we'll start this week with the backwards compatible games. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got Overlord, which I know, right? I'm the, I'm the worst. Uh, Overlord and Overlord <laughs> 2, which I played a little bit of, I liked the concept of because you get to play the evil big bad guy. And you know, that's so, really So fun. is it is it like a medieval, uh, what's that one where you take over Panama? Uh, you know the game I'm talking about? There, uh, there's, a, there's a series, it's like five or six games and it's like you, you basically uh, play as a dictator. Oh, 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 like that if it was like medieval and you got to like, and you had a bunch of minions that you got to control. Okay. And got to do like make do stuff as you can see here. That actually um, sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's interesting. I didn't think like it didn't keep me entertained, but it is. It's a very unique concept. I mean, you don't have okay. a lot of games. First of all, you don't have a lot of games where you get to play the bad guy, and yeah. to have a game where you get to play the bad guy and you get to play an over-the-top evil overlord with minions is really yeah. cool. I'd like a James Bond-esque spy move, spy game where you get to play like the evil bad guy. That'd be fun. That would be entertaining. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I need an alpha protocol sequel before I get that. Cause that was a great game that yeah. nobody got to play. Um, but uh, speaking of uh, things that nobody gets to play because it's being delayed. Uh -huh. I know Code Vein has been delayed till 2019. Mm -hmm. womp womp. Uh, and uh, I think you and I were discussing, it's one of the rare occasions where we're a little disappointed that it's that a game is being delayed, but Again, if you if you delay it and you make it a, a better polished uh, a game, better experience, then I'm fine with it. I'm also yeah. tired of day one patches that if you don't <laughs> if you don't install, they don't, the game doesn't even work. That's crap. Yeah. Um, I mean, we need to get back to a to a time where games are actually finished. Um, you know, before they're released, and if it takes delaying a game for to do that, I'm completely fine with it. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad, but um, this is this is one that I've kind of backed off as far as like checking things out. Like I, I've reached a point I know enough. I will keep reporting on the news, but I don't sure. really need to see anything else to sell me on this game. I mean, it's 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 vampires and Soulsian combat, and it looks it looks a lot uh, smoother and quicker than the Surge. I know that you've been playing that some. Yeah, but uh, but the the combat just looks a lot a lot more fluid to me. Yeah, the surge, that might be that might be by design, but it's it's probably by design. Uh, the surge start. I mean, the surge is slow. You get some quicker uh, enemies, but the surge is a lot slower than um, like how Bloodborne's quicker and more aggressive than Dark Souls. I feel like this game yeah. is more defensive than Dark Souls. Um, okay. And I, I did take down my first boss in in um, the surge which in the demo, like it stops right when the boss comes in. Yeah. So I was really happy to take on take on the boss, which is, um, it's almost like a puzzle instead of a boss fight because straight up injuring the boss doesn't really, 
you can't really just straight up injure the boss. You have to get him to injure himself. And huh. then you can go in and like actually do some damage. Yeah. Which I, concept. I, th- I thought was it was unique. I haven't hit the second boss yet, so I don't know if that's something that carries over where it has these unique puzzle, almost Zelda-like aspects where you can't just go in and mash and mash it and hit them. That doesn't do it. But you have to find a unique way to take down each boss. And that would definitely be a step up from Lords of the Fallen. I played the first, I think, five bosses, and they were they were different, but it was all still pretty similar exactly. in that aspect. Exactly. So I'll let you know when I get further on in on the game. But yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of, of niche games, uh, Microsoft has actually come out, Major Nelson tweeted that, um, or actually retweeted, that As Divine Hearts uh, was released last week, and then Fern's Gate is the next big fantasy game. And both of these games, I've, I've looked into them a little bit, and they, they actually look pretty decent like uh xbox has a tendency to to not have a whole lot of of fantasy jrpg crpg whatever type type of games but this is something specifically that is is jrpg focused and i i really appreciate that they're that they're branching out and and trying to reach every demographic on that i agree uh this kind of is in line with what phil spencer was saying in regards to the new xbox in regards to xbox in general in regards to their um um you know what they're wanting to tackle the markets they're wanting to tackle they've said that they want to hit japan and they want to hit china uh Mm -hmm. too china is unfortunately something that's (laughs) near impossible to get into uh but you can hit japan and if you hit japan you get a lot of the chinese market um, which is not technically legal under Chinese government, but come on, we know they're playing these yeah. games. We know that. I mean, they're not. Uh, um, they're not unaware of these games, and they're not. And some people are pir- are getting these sent in to their country. So, um, one way or another, get in there. I'm I'm excited about it. Um, speaking of uh, of games coming out and more games coming out, Nintendo's trying to push Nindies even harder. Yeah. And they've said they want 20 to 30 indies a week on the Switch. Now, Which is like 100 games per month. Yes. There's, you, you can go first on this one. Well, the interesting thing about it is they're trying to push that many games out on the Switch every single month which is a lot. It's a lot to, t- to go through and figure out exactly what's going to be worth, worth my time or worth my money. Um, yeah. And the other thing that's really unique about Nintendo that uh, I haven't seen anyone talk about it. Maybe you have. Um, Nintendo, in order to be a developer on the Switch, you have to submit your games to get their dev tools. That's even before you uh, can submit the game to say, I want to put this on the Switch. To get the dev tools is, not, uh, is a, an act upon itself. I know two okay. developers, two independent developers right now who are friends of mine, who have failed at least twice trying to get switch uh dev tools even though they have working uh demos of games they're having trouble even getting the dev tools to make the game so if they're putting it to me if they're saying we want 20 to 30 yeah that means they they must be getting a good amount of good quality stuff if the crap uh if if they're filtering already they're filtering before you even get dev tools yes but Mm-hmm. We're also seeing a lot of a lot of games come over from mobile because uh, it's it's basically a pretty a pretty simple hit. So I've been going through and comparing the list of each uh, 
I mean, like right now they're doing probably seven to 10 releases per week. And I've been going through that list and seeing how many are coming direct from mobile. Mm. And it's about half of them. Yeah. And the, the, okay. Basically you need to do one of two things. Nintendo needs to do one of two things. Either they need to be the gatekeepers like uh, like PlayStation and Xbox are, mm -hmm. or they need to have curation tools like Steam does and allow us to to view things. But basically the eShop is a mess and it is not designed for a constant glut of new material. Um, so basically, unless you know the name of the game you're looking for already, it's really hard to find anything. And there's no, there's no friend recommendations. There's no rating system. I agree. I would I would be much less upset about this if if they had an eShop that was designed to handle this type of influx. Yeah. But I, I I really just think that this is this is a bad idea until they at least get that problem solved. That needs to be solved before you open the floodgates, as it were. Sure. No, I, I completely agree. I'm just curious. I agree with that, but I'm curious how they're planning on putting out this many if you can't if they want to give dev tools to people. Yeah. Um, to open twenty to thirty per week, unless they're going to change that policy, it's yeah. going to be very hard to do. Very hard to do that. Um, well, but there are also. I mean, if if they are looking at mobile games as a as a valid porting system, there are well established mobile devs who will happily port their game onto the Switch. Of course. And so, you know, you you establish relationships with, you know, ten to twenty of those studios. I mean, heck, you get ten cent over, and you've already got 20 or, 30, 20 or thirty a week for the next three months. Yep. Yep. So it's not a world I want to live in, though. Not I really. like my Switch. I like my Switch. I like Switch games. I don't want to play that mobile crap. Yeah. Every now and then there's a mobile game. Every now and then that I'm like, oh, this is good. And usually they, the problem is they, they're made to uh, have, uh, you know, be freemium or they're, they're usually, the quality isn't there from a long uh, standpoint. I was playing a game for a while. I, I told you about Grim Soul. Mm -hmm. I've stopped playing it because I've realized the, the feedback loop that they're, that they're giving me, the gameplay cycle that they're giving me. And in order to progress in the game, you have to do a ton of grinding to get anywhere. And yeah. then you have to grind to keep up like your high-end items. It's not like, oh, I've, I'm now mining this. It's like, no, I'm still having to mine the, the same stone, chop the same wood, and then I have to refine it, and then re-refine it, then re-refine it, and then I can make the thing. It's crazy time-consuming, and they they want you to buy to to pay for microtransaction stuff yeah. to make it easier. I'm not doing that because when you actually get into the high end of it, it didn't really. I mean, I I played the game. What am I level forty um, in it, and I am barely able to hurt the first mini boss. That doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like I'm like yeah. this is how far I've been I've push been pushing myself to do nothing. So I don't want that crap on the switch. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, in other news, though, Remnant from the Ashes is coming out in 2019. Yes, I I this was honestly the first that I'd seen of this game. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was announced uh, this past week, and I'm interested. Like this, I don't I don't play a whole lot of shooters, but I like I like the like Gears of War is probably one of my favorite sh like straight up first person shooter series. Third person that is cover. Oh, third person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> but um, 
but yeah like like the the whole giant monsters thing yeah is is appealing I, I i like that aspect of it and so this one looks like something that um i, I will definitely be at the very least checking out mm -hmm. and i have high hopes for it so i just wanted to share it with all you guys and oh, know what you think yeah um i i agree i like uh third person because this is now the gameplay in this seems almost um like a more action version of resident evil 4 uh, I'd have to see more of it to, to really dig in there, but I like the monsters aspect of it. Um, I like the environments. Uh, I'm curious about it, and it's one, when at first I saw it, it reminded me of Gears meets Resistance. And Resistance was a game series that like I wanted to get into, and yeah. I never, it never hooked me. Like I bought the first two and mm -hmm. tried playing them, but it didn't hook me like Gears. Gears, I would continue to push through. And yeah. because I wanted more story, because there were interest, like you'd have these weird, these um, just amazing breathtaking moments where like a giant monster would like pop through the earth, and you're like, how are you going to break the break, you know, kill this thing? One, one of my stuff. One of my favorite things that that happens somewhat consistently in gears is like some absolutely massive like monster will go past and not even notice you and you're just like oh my goodness <laughs> we are the bugs here i hope that thing doesn't come at us and and yep. like that's 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 just fun yeah i also like um i also like the aspect that if you haven't played the gears uh, games then you probably don't know first of all it's not earth and right. second of all they didn't come from space those the 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 creatures have been underground the whole time yep. so we are the bugs we went there we're we're doing stuff on the on their like crust of their planet so we would be like some type of like skin infection yeah i think so okay yes yeah. like so every now and then we get a little bit deep but we don't get into organs yeah yeah, yeah basically yeah, skin of So, uh, so Gears of War, we are the mosquitoes. <laughs> Basically. Um, good news in regards to, uh, I guess, the fight against uh, microtransactions and all kinds of horrible loot box aspects uh, of, of gaming. Uh, Netherlands and Belgium are putting, uh, laws ta are taking effect to stop uh, loot boxes and uh, to be, from being like basically sold and traded, correct? Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, there was a patch for CS:GO that came out, and and basically this patch, if your if your IP is in the Netherlands or Belgium, it removed your ability to to uh, open loot boxes, which is bizarre. You still earn them, so I guess they're like preparing for maybe if someday this gets like reversed. Yeah. But it was it was it was a very interesting thing, and and it'll be. I think it'll be good to see like how different countries handle this because it's being it's being tackled on a lot of different fronts in a lot of different ways. Different countries are taking different approaches to it. Uh, personally, my favorite is is Japan's where it's allowed, but you have to display yes. the actual stats and the actual probability of getting various things. Yeah, which I think I think is great. Transparency involved is is important because then you can look and say, okay, how likely am I to do X, Y, and Z? Is right. it worth it? I think transparency and loot. Personally, I don't like loot boxes um, unless they can be earned uh, at a decent clip in the game, and mm -hmm. I don't want it to be pay, pay for play. Those are the important things for me. Um, but at the same time, if you're um, 
there are people who will pay who will pay that money to win that's going to be a small amount of people uh, yeah. but you have this you have uh, the same thing in, in uh, magic the gathering and other other examples where someone will put in enough money to get their items uh, but at the same time i would i personally would rather like I equated a lot to Magic the Gathering because basically Magic was one of the first companies to do the booster kind of thing where it's randomized. Even then, you you don't know exactly what you're going to get, but you know you're going to get at least this much of this and this much of this. Um, but at the same time, I could go buy, instead of buying um, 30 packs, I could just go buy the one card that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather have that because the market will... Uh, adjust itself where okay if you really want to have this and this then go buy it uh, the problem is you have people who are trying to create like lottery systems like the CSGO lottery and everything it's just it's crap I'd rather I'd rather be completely transparent one way or another um, I think uh, Hearthstone's done a really good job of this I mean you you basically you know the odds thanks to Japan uh, and you can't pay you uh, you earn a decent amount of uh, cards in the game, and Magic Arena, by the way, which I've been playing in beta forever, um, it's the same. Like I'm earning tons. Of, I'm earning probably four or five packs a day in the game. I don't feel like I have to buy packs, but if yeah. I wanted to, I could. I could buy some. It's just you know, it's going to be pricey. <laughs> and and it, it it also has the. Um, I, I haven't actually been in that particular ecosystem but um it's the thing where like in every pack you're gonna get so many of these and then like you're guaranteed like a rare or above something yes, like you're that guaranteed one rare or one mythic rare um okay. and then in the uh in Ma what i really love about magic the gathering arena is you're either going to get a rare or my mythic rare or you could get a uh, wild card because you can get wild cards or earn wild cards and then you can exchange those for whatever game, whatever card you want. Ooh. Yes. So like, That's cool. yeah. So they had uh, M19 dropped and the new the new core set, and they gave us a bunch of packs. And I've I've been trying to create decks that are. I like decks that are just fun. So I've I've kind of gone away from that. I'm like, you know what? I just want really consistent winning decks. Yeah. So I have two that are like stomping everything, or they're I'm winning like nine out of ten matches, which is pretty good. That way I can earn enough to get more packs, and I'm like unlocking all these rare and mythic rare cards. Um, but I'm like waiting until I can unlock like a set of three or four, because yeah. I don't want to just have one. I want to have a like three or four, so that way they can consistently get out. Uh, it's it's fun, and I like that I can reward, I can redeem it for you know uh, for a rare or mythic rare instead of having rare or mythic rares that I'm never going to use. Yeah, I think it's cool. I like it. The Last of Us Two, we got a little bit more information on. Uh, Ellie is going to actually have an NPC character with her. So the first Last of Us game was a perpetual escort quest, but actually did pretty well. Uh, so now we're going to have an escort quest where Ellie's escorting someone else. And, and I'm, uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that this NPC uh, basically just kind of tags along uh, as Ellie did in the first one because while it was amusing and and very very gift worthy to to watch Ellie just run in front of bad guys that's much better solution than having her like 
screw it up whenever I do well. So um, I'm hoping that they'll have it the same. We don't know who it is. A lot of people were like, oh my goodness, it's Joel. I don't know. And that's that's one of the fun things. It's like we've we've seen, they've given us a fair amount of content, mm-hmm. but we still know very little about the actual game. And that's exciting to me. It is exciting. Like they've, they've been working on setting up the world rather than the game. Yeah, um, I'm excited about that. I will say, um... I think the easy answer is going to be her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's the, in my opinion, that's the easy answer. But um, I think that other people on the internet, including one of my friends, um, has theorized that she gonna die, like early on. Yeah, I'm I'm real worried for for both her and whoever this NPC is, and if they happen to be the same person, I'm doubly worried because <laughs> like, um, you worried? Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean you're worried about the okay, okay. whoever whoever goes with her, yes. whether it's her girlfriend or not, I'm worried about them. And I'm worried about the girlfriend. And so if they're the same person, I'm doubly worried. Yeah. So um but um I'm I mean, I'm not worried about whoever killed her, because uh I know Ellie's gonna take care of that. Yeah. No, no worries there. Um, I do think that based on uh, their conversation in at the dance, I feel like that this girl doesn't go out nearly as much as Ellie does. Um, she she seems to be much more um, within the confines of whatever uh, habitat commune sure. safe place that that um, Ellie is has for her home base. I think. Yeah, I, I could. But at this could, point, we're just yeah. theorizing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could, I could definitely see that. I don't know. Um, yeah, and just completely theorizing. I don't know if that's right or if she's just not as she's very optimistic. I think that's why you're why you're saying that, right? I know we're reading into well, a lot and, of like the few minutes of their dialogue, but um, well, and also ahead. she talked about uh, one one line in particular. She says um, they're afraid of you, and they should be. Uh huh. So. There's there's something there. So, but again, maybe, maybe. I'm reading too much into it. We'll, we'll be playing it when it comes out, and we're we're gonna cry. We're gonna yeah, we are. It's gonna I be rough. It as, I thought of it as like an empowering kind of thing, as opposed to like like oh, you're this amazing badass. Because I don't think she doesn't. I mean, well, maybe maybe her girlfriend knows more more about her than the other people, and that's why she says that. Um, yeah. But to me, I, I, I took it as like an empowering kind of thing, like, um, you know, when someone's afraid of a snake or a spider, and you're like, no, they're more afraid of, like, they're more afraid than you are. Like, you shouldn't be afraid yeah. of the situation. Um, and I, I thought yeah. that, that's kind of how I took it as like, yeah, I was like, you got this. Don't worry about them. You just be you. Like, that's kind of how I, how I viewed it. Um, yeah. I think there's definitely the double entendre of her saying, like, they should be afraid of you because you kill people and 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 clickers and stuff but to me i just i thought it was a simple like you know a way to to bring up you know a person that she respects that's the way i viewed it at least yeah we got a little bit of extra news though go ahead yeah the last last little bit of news we have here is that uh in china over 150 hackers uh hackers cheaters however you want to say it uh in PUBG were arrested um and i I thought this was particularly interesting because the the uh hack that they were that they built it was the people who who both built it and disseminated it um and at least one version of it actually had a trojan within it that would send back uh 
statistics, information, key loggers, whatever, what have you, yeah. um, to to the people who were running it. And so this was not just a a case of of oh look they got some of the people who are messing with the game, but they these are people who are actually using the game to to create a monetary advantage for themselves. Correct. And yeah. so I I thought that was worth calling out as a as a distinct and separate uh, situation. And I applaud China for for their diligence in, in taking yeah. care of this. Any any um, public multiplayer games like this, they need to be cracked down on in this way. And this is even worse than you know the normal uh, bots in like an MMO or anything like that. I mean, you're you're talking about not only cheating the game but also uh, taking, I you know, information for like key logging is like that's just that's that's no joke. So I'm really glad they're cracking down on it. And I'm, I'm hope I know that every company is is being cognizant of this when it comes to to um, uh, to multiplayer games. We don't see it a lot um, in regards to hacks of multiplayer games that actually work anymore. I mean, I know back in the day, like Diablo two and other and, and Starcraft and other <laughs> ones, like yeah. there were there were ways you could you could cheat online, and now not a lot of them, not a lot of them. So. Yeah. It's progress. It's progress, at least. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that there there was also a case to be made for um, you know if if people are working to to hack to mod mm -hmm. to you know cheat in a multiplayer game versus people that like modded Skyrim to fix Bethesda's games after they come out. Like, yeah. there's there's so many different categories, mm -hmm. and and this to me is is the lowest rung is the people who who use a game and use a cheat. Um, to get people to download their stuff and then attack those people individually without their knowledge. Exactly. And, and so I was really happy to see this news. Exactly, exactly. Anyways, let us know in the comments what you think about that, who you think, uh, and who you think Ellie's NPC follower is. Is it a dog? Oh, good God. Please don't let it be a dog. I would like that. <laughs> I know you would. Like 99% of the, oh. Patrick. Dogs are awesome. Bye. <laughs>
there were a lot of questions that came up and here's how I approach, uh, here's how I approach storytelling when it comes to an MMO. I'm trying to, to make it detailed enough that you can feel like you're going through a real story, mm-hmm. but I, I keep it from being so detailed that it overwrites what you feel about your own personal character. Correct, because you're creating and, characters um, in RPG, so you create a character, you're on your character's journey, and she didn't want it to interfere with that with um, your story, even though she's telling a yeah. larger story. Yeah. Yeah, and, and your own your own imagination, because we all flesh out the I know my characters that I create in an MMO better than anybody else does. I have my own story that I'm creating in my head and she doesn't want to interfere with that. Um, so, uh, Dewar, who is a, a, uh, YouTuber, part of the community, um, he, he replied to that and he said, quote, really interesting thread to read. However, allow me to disagree slightly. I don't believe the issue lies in the MMORPG genre itself, as your wording seemingly suggests. I believe the issue lies in the constraints of the living story's narrative design. Um, so he, he went on to, to basically uh, say that, um, you know, branching dialogue was something that, that could be used in this particular aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, which and then, branching dialogue takes ahead. a considerable amount of time to do. I will, I will say mm-hmm. that. Like to give devil's advocate uh, for her, branching dialogue takes a lot, uh, a lot more time to develop. And the living story that that you're referring to, it, the way that Guild Wars tells their stories in in chapters and episodes, however, mm-hmm. um, it continues the story uh, of uh, that you're that you're living in in your world. So yeah. you can't if you if that story continues, you are constrained a little bit in regards to your personal choice. It's not like Mass Effect where you're, you where your choice should have a, a, a ramification on the galaxy, because your choice is just your right. choice, not everyone's choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, she she retweeted um, Jessica Price retweeted to our and said, "Stay in being a female game dev." allow me a person who does not work with you explain to you how you do your job um and he hadn't he hadn't said anything about gender she was the first one to bring that up um and she said she she got very defensive and talking about how all these randos uh she says um quote, like the next rando asshat who attempts to explain the concept of branching dialogue to me, as if, you know, having worked in game narrative for an effing decade, mm-hmm. I've never heard of it, is getting insta-blocked, PSAs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so... And she went it, further and further and further in regards to her, the way that, you know, calling people asshats and other things, um, that is not needed. And previously, we didn't see that piece of this, our, our, our previous video, uh, we've, we've unlisted because we wanted to have a more clear story on this. Um, but in, in my profession, uh, I get told probably four or, four, four or five times a week, hey, just do this. It's easy. Just do it. Yeah. And as if I don't know what I'm doing or the person who's telling me something um, thinks that something's easy, but they don't understand the gravity of it. Um, but I don't tell them, go fuck yourself. Like... That's basically what she what she did and continues to do. She also brought up, like you said, she brought up being a, a female game dev. Which, um, no to, one, to be clear, no one, yeah, female game devs do have it harder. They they receive a great deal more 
um there is legitimate mansplaining and sure. times when they will when they will be approached or belittled or such for their gender yeah however that was not something that was happening here yeah um so she she continued quote and I'm, I'm i'm doing a lot of quotes here because last time i paraphrased some and that was how we came to to the conclusion that we had not given this story proper credit yeah. so prices price continued quote since we've got a lot of hurt man feels today let me make something clear this is my feed i'm not on the clock here i'm not your emotional courtesan just because i'm a dev don't expect me to pretend to like you here the attempts of fans to exert ownership over our personal lives and times is something i'm hardcore about stopping you don't own me and i don't owe you uh, Dewar then tweeted his response, quote, in a world where discussion should be encouraged and not belittled, yet the opposite becomes reality, I have apparently found myself in the midst of a war I never intended to partake in. Disappointed, that's all. Hashtag I am a feminist. And so when when it, it escalated and it was clear that there was no legitimate dialogue to be had, yeah. he essentially raised his hands and said, okay, this was not what I was trying to do. I think this could have been a discussion, mm -hmm. but if you're not interested in that, I'm just going to wash my hands of it. Sure. And and I had to actually do that recently uh, in regards to someone uh, someone posting on on Facebook. They were posting, and this is a, a similar in regards to feminism and everything. Uh, Henry mm -hmm. Cavill had an interview recently. I don't know if you heard about this, uh, mm -hmm. where he was saying like it's he's been basically having trouble. Like he doesn't want to date because he's afraid with the whole Me Too movement thing, that he's gonna get false accusations or anything like that, uh, or that's gonna put him in a bad light. And then he apologized about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. someone, someone posted his apology, and then the entire comment thread was bashing him and, and, and saying that you can't, you have to listen to all women and everything. And I was like, okay, yeah, but we have to listen to all women, but when you can prove that there is a problem, that there's a lie, or when something that's small gets like completely blown out of proportion because you're because you're a celebrity, yeah. I understand the caution on that. You saw the Aziz Ansari like thing, right? That happened with yeah. him. So with Aziz, it's basically like, yeah, that was a bad date. He didn't do. I mean, it wasn't really that. It wasn't great, but it it wasn't yeah. like a, it wasn't a rape situation. It wasn't a Harvey Weinstein situation, and. Like he got a ton of people pissed off at him, a ton of people who yeah. were like attacking him for what amounted to a bad date that both of them didn't like. So I can understand, yeah. again, Henry Cavill was like saying, you know, I apologize, that's not kind of what I meant. I had to back off in the comments because even though I, I wasn't doing anything wrong and like these people should know me well enough, I'm just saying, hey, but what about this? What about this? There are reasons to be cautious whenever, especially yeah. if you're a celebrity and people were started bashing me because I was saying, but you've got an, like you and I discussed recently, like the internet lynch bob with, they went after uh, the Duke lacrosse team and a bunch of other situations where yeah. the internet doesn't research everything. They put it out there and then everyone attacks. And then when there's a retraction, nobody hears about it. So yeah. that I, I feel like this is a similar situation where he he wasn't saying, you know, he wasn't attacking her for being a woman. He's not. He wasn't a, um, you know, you know, saying get out of the, you know, get back in the kitchen. It wasn't any of that rhetoric at all. 
and then yeah. she started making it about being a woman. Um, men, I will say, yes, women have a hard time in the industry and in, in tech industry as well um, because you have a lot of sexism. This was not sexism. This was someone saying, hey, I'm part of the community. This is what I think we should do. Yeah, if you're yeah. wrong or if it takes too much time, sure. He doesn't know as well as you know. Yes, but yeah. that's community feedback. And, and, and you started and this is. by tweeting this shit on your own Twitter feed. She said, this is my place. Okay, well then don't open up the discussion there. Have it over in Reddit. Have a safe, have, have Twitter be your safe space and have Reddit be the place where you're like, here's where I want feedback so I don't have to see it on my Twitter feed. She did well, this. And also, and also if you, if you, if you are under the belief that this is not a public forum, that you don't want feedback, you have the option to make your Twitter private. Yes. And then it can only be, you know, you, you can immediately limit the amount of people that, yeah. that you see there. She has chosen not to do that. And yeah. so um, following this, uh, Mike O'Brien, who is uh, the CEO, I believe, of, of uh, the Arena, ArenaNet, mm -hmm. said, quote, recently two of our employees failed to uphold our standards of communicating with players. Their attacks on the community were unacceptable. As a result, they're no longer with the company. I want to be clear that the statements they made do not reflect the views of ArenaNet at all. Yeah. As a company, we always strive to have a collaborative in relationship with the Guild Wars community. We value your input. We make this game for you. Yeah. Um, the the person who defended her, and, and I don't I don't have this quote exactly, mm -hmm. but um, the thing that he said was that she never asked for your feedback. But she. Um, I I, perso I personally don't believe that he should have been fired for making that comment. That was not uh, hostile or or. Uh, antagonistic it was just she didn't ask for your feedback I don't think that that's the point here but I don't believe that that was a fireable offense sure. if if the way that I mean this is social media this is social media 101 don't yeah. start nothing won't be nothing <laughs> like you yeah. stuck your head out and said something and started to you know dev splain woman splain however you want to call it she started like spelling out, this is how I write. He ha started that conversation. If you don't want feedback that way, uh, write a book, um, well, write she whatever. Also had the, yeah. She also has the option to to refrain from commenting back at him. She can read it and yes. go, uh, whatever. Sure, and but if you make your Twitter private, then can you still post that people see what you post? Or you can't even see yes. that, right? Okay, so like I know there's different levels of it. I've, I, I'm on Twitter, like I'm a lurker on Twitter. Like I tweet every now and then. I look at what people tweet. I need to be on Twitter more. But um, the thing that I find interesting is like if you put out a video uh, or or anything, you're gonna get feedback. And yeah. if you do it in social media, you're gonna get that immediately. If you don't want to have a discussion, don't put it out there. That's how this yeah. works, or, or pri make everything private so you can stay in your own freaking bubble. But you go into AMAs, that's cool, because that's for everything. Um, mm -hmm. But if you want to police the dialogue, whatever way, whatever kind of echo chamber you want to create, because anytime you start doing that, you create a, a, a larger or smaller echo, cha echo chamber, um, don't post about this kind of stuff out in the open, or like yeah. you said, just don't feed the trolls which in this case he's not really a troll but if you if you think that someone's trolling or they're gonna they're saying something and it's not going to be productive don't attack them 
I mean, yeah. if you're if you're legitimately wanting to create a better product, then don't call the people who buy your product an asshat. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> this is literally your customer. <laughs> yeah. And um, so uh, because because all of this happened on July fourth, um, there was there was not anyone in the office that day. So this this basically happened on a holiday, and then um, as the as the the Reddit community, the subreddit, and the uh, Guild Wars two forums escalated, and everyone became angrier and angrier, um, the uh, the CEO O'Brien um, said that it appears. If you're if you're looking at this from an external standpoint, it appears that the timeline is that they responded to to the the mob rule, the the hatred that was coming from those places. But in fact, they had made the decision before. But you you don't call some. <laughs> How are you gonna get fired on your day off? Um, sorry, uh, it's true. It's it is. true. And they said yep. he said we did it. We we uh, we made the decision earlier, and we did it we uh did the firings as soon as it was practically uh available to us yeah and so that is one point but um one of the <laughs> one of the main overlying things that i want to i want to say here is that honestly in this situation i feel that uh Durar is is the only person who who didn't go too far who didn't overreact i feel that um there is a there's a way that arena net could have handled this that was not Oh, you're you're fired. We have to let you go immediately. Whatever. I agree. If this if this is something that there was a build up to, yes, you can you can talk about that. You can explain that to to Price. You can tell her to to make it private. Whatever. Sure. You can not fire fries. Um, her antagonism toward the 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 community was not good. The way that the community reacted, um, after the firings. Yeah. Is, is is it's it's clear that this has emboldened a lot of people who are reading into this that we can fire anybody we want, sure. and so there has yeah. been a, a rash um, of of particularly against female devs. There has been a rash of of uh, email complaints and form letters and protests and all of these different kinds of things that have come up because they believe that now, after Arena Net's firing, they're like we can go after everybody. Here's the cool thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody's doing that. Nobody else has been fired and they're they're not doing this. But one thing that I see as positive that's coming out of this is that um, a, a good chunk of companies are looking very closely at their social media policy mm -hmm. and and further codifying um, how they want to handle this. As far as as far as Twiatch is concerned, we did the we did the initial uh, video. Mm -hmm. um, we were we were called out in the comments as i don't think you have the full story here sure um, we unlisted the video continued those discussions yeah. and had a dialogue back and forth um and then we made the decision together to delist the video and create this new one yeah. so um i guess i guess that's our social media policy is we'll we'll, we'll figure it out as we go but, um, but yeah but but if you call us out if we're not accurate we want it to be more accurate we want our show to be absolutely. better if we do an editorial on, uh, like this we discuss a topic we want anyone who sees it to have the full story and if we don't have the full story yes tell us in the comments if we're way off that's why we redid this video we don't have we've this is the first time we've had to do it but uh not to say we've been perfect every time we haven't but usually it's like, oh, you're slightly off. In this case, we did not have the full story. And um, 
I, I agree. I think ArenaNet didn't necessarily need to fire her. I'm wondering, and this is all between her and ArenaNet, yeah. but from her tweets that you sent me afterwards, like uh, when she jumped back on social media and then jumped off, um, it sounds like something else, some other stuff was going on at ArenaNet in regard, and, and what okay. I, what, I mean, she's we, we don't, phrasing it, yeah, we don't know, but I'm saying. We don't have the full story. We, we have a more informed story than we had the first time, Correct. but we, we are very much aware that we do not have the full story of everything yes. else that was going on with all these individuals. Um, I do I do have one last thing that I wanted to add. Sure. Um, as far as Joar specifically, mm -hmm. the day before this happened on July 3rd, during one of his Guild Wars uh, 2 streams, he was talking about the, the lore of Guild Wars 2, and he specifically called out Jessica Price mm -hmm. as someone who has done a very good job with her narrative. There you go. This I, is I, someone I'll, I'll, try, to, I'll try to get that clip so that we, we put it in right here. Yeah. But he has huge respect for her and, and was just trying to say, have you considered this? Sure. Sure. And so. I think that, again, this, it seems like someone who is so, like, she is so defensive, probably from history or, or, or whatever, she got so defensive um, that she took it as an attack. I didn't realize yeah. that he that he had that in his stream. So, not, I mean, I knew he was a, he's a big Guild Wars player, um, but for someone to know the writers of the game is is pretty big i mean i yeah. love fallout i love uh skyrim um i love dark souls but uh, i can name the like the game director and that's it yeah like uh, Durar actually has an npc in the game named after him well <laughs> i mean this this dude clearly clearly loves yeah. this game respects respects the company this was just completely the response was completely disproportionate to the initial yeah uh, that's crazy that's the initial I didn't exchange. know that I didn't know that yeah, that's, I, that's amazing like I said I've been doing a lot of digging this week and I have learned a great deal about the lore of Guild Wars 2 yes it's actually I, pretty cool I actually really liked Guild Wars 2 I wished more people were playing it when I was playing it I liked yeah. it I liked the way that they were telling stories um, the only thing I, I mean I wish there weren't so many microtransactions, but I get why they were doing it. It does yeah. help fund them. Um, but it's it's a game that I do recommend, and it's a game that they continue to improve and continue the story on. So, yeah, it gets yeah. my seal of recommendation. Yeah. There you guys, go. let us know in the comments if there's anything else that we need that, that you feel needs to be fleshed out in this. Uh, let us know in the comments if we can continue our dialogue uh, on this subject, uh, because we want to be as neutral as possible to give you the facts. And I think that. This is a lot better the editorial than the previous one. So let us know in the comments. And, and once, once again, thank you to Iron Iron Iku and Christian Michaels for, for letting us know when we messed up. Please help yes. us make this a better show for all of us. That's what we want. See you later.